0: Welcome back to Going Long on 1st, and tonight is a special night. Owen and Jeremy are here. Jeremy's back on finally. It took him a few weeks to get over that Eagles loss, but it's full offseason mode for Jeremy. He is excited for the future in Philly now. But Owen, tonight's a special night. This episode is a special episode. Do you know why? Um is it special because it's, you know, kind of
1: primetime football talking hours except for that we don't really have anything to talk about this week? Exactly. Nice.
0: We nice. well there's a little bit to talk about, you know. Oh, we, okay. We got, we got yeah, championship yeah. Sunday to It's recap. not mid-June. Correct. Yes. It's not mid-June where we're trying to find practice squad players and and that stuff to to go over and the 95 man roster to look at. No. Tonight's, a, this episode specifically is a special one. It's not episode 300. Huh.
1: We're not on? quite there yet. Yeah.
0: We'll get there. St. Sparta. Not yet. It's episode 200. We're 200 in. Wow. 200. Can you believe that? The big 200. How did we make it here? That's a great question. I don't know. Jeremy's still here. Resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting for the big ones.
1: Yeah. All right. Exactly. Hey, we're only, you know, we're just getting started in all reality. That's absolutely (laughs) true.
0: Anyways, yeah. 200. It's a big moment. Big moment. Unfortunately, we don't
1: don't have anything real special planned.
0: <laughs> we don't.
1: Not <laughs> in comparison, yet. We could have been, you know, we could have been talking about a Packers Eagles NFC Championship game. In oh an man, Eagles. that would have been a good one, wouldn't it? Oh, that oh, would have been perfect. Episode two hundred material. Maybe episode, you know, three hundred will give us
0: that opportunity. Two fifty, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, if we get to like 300, 400, 500, maybe we'll do something special. That'll be special. Uh, then I'll question how and why we're still here. (laughs) Not until then. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, thank you to everyone
1: who's hanging out,
0: uh, and who's been hanging in there this whole time as well. Because we sure have. Yeah, we're such a professional (laughs) outfit that we
1: barely knew what episode we were on. It's good times, good times here, and in you know, the old northern Wisconsin area.
0: Yeah, winter's been light.
1: Winter's been light. Jeremy's not even having to dodge ice on his way home right now. No. Excellent. We're doing good. Happy, healthy. 85 that's mile an true.
2: hour going down highway just shooting for deer. That's it. A... Guy,
1: guy just admitted to committing a crime. Um, So that's not swell. It's not a great thing to do on a recorded podcast. But uh... I'm
2: not even sure this truck can go that fast. So I'm not <laughs> that. <bad. laughs>
0: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna erase that from the pot either, Jimmy. That's that's staying in there. It's records. So if somebody comes knocking, I'm gonna say, I got it.
2: Hey, we know I can go back 40 years on you, so whatever. Just do it. It's good. (laughs) Do you remember on this day in January 2024 when you were speed, you son of a bitch? Yeah, I'll be (laughs) like, you know what? Probably.
0: (laughs) Probably. Every day. Every day. All right. Yeah, we do have a we do have a championship Sunday. Two games to talk about, two big games, of course. Big and decided the Super Bowl. Everybody's favorite Super Bowl this decided year. Decided
2: the most disappointing Super Bowl in modern NFL history.
0: But first, before we get into that, Jeremy is excited for one thing to talk about. We know that for sure. The Eagles cleaned house after the game. And said goodbye to their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator.
2: Both defensive coordinators.
0: Both, Yeah, you're right. Both. Both. And they got new ones. Shiny brand new cars that have been used a lot over the last couple of years. And reused as well. Jimmy, would you like to make the introduction or shall I? You can. We're talking Vic Fangio is the new Eagles defensive coordinator after mutually parting ways from the Dolphins. And their new OC, which I do like. I think it's a good one. Kellen Moore, formerly of the Chargers and of the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Maybe we get some insider information. And I think he was simply let go by the Chargers because – it's a new regime. Harbaugh comes in, and usually when you get a new coach, you kind of clean house for the most part and bring your own guys in or people you want. So makes sense. I do like that hire. I I've been telling you this, I question the fangio thing, not just because not simply because Fangio is a bad coach or anything. He's had some great defenses, but it feels like the Fangio system and that defensive style are kind of fading away. But if anybody can make it work, it's the man himself who created it. So best of luck to you. And Eagles defense can't be any worse than it was last year. Only looking up, Jeremy, right? Only looking up in all Philly land. You
2: know, I'll start with Fangio because it's been a long time coming. He's a Philly native. His family lives up here in Philly. Um, He's had – kind of fingerprints all over this defense over the Sirianni era. Um, the year we went to the Super Bowl, I mean, we were running a big Fangio defense. Pressure with the front four, play some real good linebackers, you know, linebackers that run sideline to sideline and play some good coverage. And it worked. It caused a lot of sacks, caused a lot of turnovers. Um, and then to bring in the actual architect of this defense, I think is going to be massive. Um not only him coming in, but I am totally missing the defensive uh, defensive uh, line coach's name. So Owen, Seth, whoever's faster, feel free to bring up his name. But him and Carl Scott are two uh, position coaches he's brought with him. So Carl Scott, most notably, these guys are both coming from Seattle, but they were both with uh Fangio-
0: Clint, Clint hurt the uh, massive, That maybe the strongest yeah. man in the NFL. Kind of reminds me of somebody that used to wrestle. Strongest man. Doesn't it kind of look like him own? Or a he, he
1: he kind of has he's he's about the same size of Eagles head of security, Dom Desandro. Um, that'd be the real he's, test. He's of a strike. very
2: similar, very similar yeah, maybe, uh, physical specimen. You know.
0: Maybe we can watch him have a sumo. Russell, that or if, like,
1: you're if you're really like mad at a player, you go tell him to sit on the bench between these two guys. <laughs> Just make him feel real small, humble them real quick. Oh. Hurt and
2: Scott though are both guys that. So Hurt has actually been a defensive coordinator. I can't remember where, but I, I want to say he's been a coordinator in the NFL. And then Scott, Seahawks. there yeah. it is, Seahawks. And then Scott, his days go all the way back to Alabama where he coached Patrick Sertan, so there's already been Eagles Twitter going bonkers. Oh, uh, he was in the running for, I want to say, defensive coordinator in Minnesota, and he was in Sola as a DB coach and then uh, hurt as a defensive line coach there in Seattle. But both, obviously, with Carroll being out, coming to join forces with Banjo in Philly. So, I mean, bringing in... Not so much new blood, like the Eagles tried to run the last two years with Brian Johnson and uh, I don't even remember the other guy's name because it doesn't decide. matter anymore. side. Um, they're bringing in guys that have been there, done that, you know, had success in the league, or voices that actually have spoken to the teams, the defenses. You know, it's it's big. It's a big win for the Eagles. I like it a lot. Um, and then flipping it over to the offense, Kellen Moore. I mean just looking at numbers comparatively to what Brian Johnson is a real small sample size, right? But what he did last year is so much even just different than the previous two years here, as far as formations, as far as audible, as far as motion, as far as all types of stuff. And Kellen Moore is right up there with what we were doing before. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's exciting to see him kind of, work with uh, Jalen's going to be huge and then it's just another one of these coordinators that we steal from the Chargers comes to Philly we go to the Super Bowl and then he gets hired as often the head coach is the Colts next year so line it up boys Eagles are going back
0: yeah I think we all knew that the Eagles had the players inside the organization to succeed because two years ago they were in the Super Bowl and nearly won it and they had a drastic coaching change obviously losing both of their coordinators to head coaching jobs and then they bring in two new guys like you mentioned it utterly fails but there's a lot of talent on that team still even if you might potentially lose a couple of veterans nothing confirmed there yet so it only makes sense to bring in two new coordinators to help kind of recharge the old batteries as they say and get back to glory days so I get Let it. I'm going to give you a quick
2: five five minute rant. It won't even be that long. There's been a lot of talk in Philly the last, basically, since we got bumped out of the playoffs, as far as where we'd be right now if Andy would have never been fired. And I think that's really unfair, not only to, I mean, some of these people that are bringing up, I think they just like to stir the pot as far as Philly sports goes.
1: No. Um, these are nobody the same likes it.
2: Right. These were the same guys that were trying to trade Joel Embiid the year before his MVP season. So um, I don't know if Andy continues to have the success he has now if he stays in Philly because he completely lost that locker room. I mean, you would have had to have really blew off the ship and got rid of everybody and started over fresh there for the the players Um, because that last year with Andy was pretty bad. And we ultimately, he was probably let go a season too late. But Andy is, I've been saying it for quite a while, probably the greatest coach in NFL history. I mean, he's definitely in the argument for it. And what he's doing in Kansas City is, I mean, nothing to – nothing but to be – but anything but impressed about. I mean, everybody thinks Patrick Mahomes was such a lock to be a good player now, but he wasn't. When he was at Texas Tech, he was just talented. You know, he wasn't even – he wasn't even McNabb coming out of Syracuse, you know, just to do a comparison for Andy guys. I mean, McNabb, when he came out of Syracuse, he was in the running for the Heisman. Mahomes was just another one of these freak quarterbacks out of Texas Tech that threw the ball 60 times a game. But Andy see the tools there, brought him in, and, I mean, it developed him into what he is now, kind of the Green Bay route. And Andy goes back to the Green Bay days before Rodgers, obviously. But you don't give up a guy, you know, you let him roll. But I think it's um, – Safe to say Andy made the right move by going to Kansas City. I think it's safe to say that the Eagles have made the right move by moving on from Andy Reid. Um, I think if there's any argument to be made about moves being made too soon, it's probably moving on from Doug. Um, But I'm not against the Sirianni move. As far as coaching stuff goes, when Doug come in, we hired – I'm blanking on the
0: other one. Me it's too.
2: defensive coordinator. Can't think of it. Who? Somebody will pull it up. Either way, both of them get hired. The defensive coordinator for the Super Bowl. Oh, Gannon. Go. Oh, Schwartz. There we go. Oh, shorts. Yeah, sorry, Schwartz. Sorry, sorry.
0: No, no, no. Wrong Schwartz
2: coordinator. And, uh, wrong right. coordinator. But, um, and as soon as, as, soon as they, get, you know, they have the run, Schwartz gets uh, hired off the the team to the Browns, and then they get hired as the head coach so I think guys, you know into the wheel well and did you guys lose
0: me? no I mean you you've, you've been cutting it a little bit in and out, but we haven't lost you you sound great My jeremy you sound great and then
2: I'm done. I don't believe you um <laughs> to go in and get guys that are established people that have They've proven what, what they've done in the NFL, like more, and then they're to have three guys in the that have been in the NFL and done that is good. And then I just out of. Kellen would be. I wonder if
0: it ain't a kid, it's the reception.
2: He's in the dead zone, everybody. California
0: candidate. All right.
2: Anyway, Seth, move on <laughs> <laughs> No,
0: agreed. I agreed. I, I think there's gonna be brighter days in Philly. That's what that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. And uh be optimistic if you're an Eagles fan. Uh Owen, real quick. Seth Packers Packers potential DC candidate list has been updated since we talked last week about it. Obviously, we talked Christian Parker. Um the Cowboys Staley, guy Cowboys Brandon defensive Staley.
1: line coach Aiden Dirty and yes. Giants linebacker coach. You remember it. Bat 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 oh
0: oh Bills linebacker coach. Bills. Bills linebacker coach. Ba- Bobby uh, Babbage. Bobby Babbage, um, who yes. is taken off the board because he is now the Bills defensive coordinator, which is not a surprise. But two new two new names have come out over the last couple of days. For the Packers, Denard Wilson, both from the Ravens. Now that the Ravens have been officially eliminated, they can start poaching the coaching staff. Yes. Denard Wilson, who is their secondary coach, and Zach Orr, older brother of Chris Orr, former Wisconsin Badgers linebacker. Love that. Ravens linebackers coach currently an assistant defensive coordinator. Are two new mains that they have popped up that I – I believe are interviewing or have interviewed or requested to interview one of those three I believe.
1: yes requested for sure, but I don't there's no sign that the Ravens blocked that for any reason. No uh, no nope. so those two obviously Seth has planted himself firmly on the Christian Parker uh train, Broncos 32 year old defensive backs coach.
0: As of now, yes. Uh, out of the, I mean, these two now, two names, I think I got to do a little research on. I, I instantly like Zach Orr a bit more just because the name is more familiar and I like his role. But, yeah, Christian Parker is my guy right now. But we'll see. We'll see what the happens.
1: Pos- the position coach of a group that includes Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Um, yes. Especially in the case of Roquan, an absolute game wrecker um so yes a lot's to look up for there and i'm sure some more names will come uh as we go and i have a feeling seth that uh mr matt lafleur is not exactly he's not dragging his toes but he is taking his time he is it is you know he's spreading his wings a little bit he's searching far and wide yeah. And I think, um, cause there's a lot of other teams still looking for defensive coordinators. Rams. There is, there's um, quite a few. Rams and Giants, to name, name a couple. And I
0: believe either both of these guys or at least one of them, I think, I think it's Wilson for sure, is also interviewing with one of those as well. I read. Yes. So, um, they're hot commodities as well.
1: For sure. And what I, what I was reading up on today, and I didn't mention it pre pod, but, uh, Also a potential candidate, and if it becomes that he doesn't resign with his current team, he will most likely become the number one candidate for not just the Packers, but the Rams as well. Panthers DC, Ejiro Evero, um, has not confirmed to be retained by the New Carolina regime. okay. He's still Uh, under contract.
0: Yes. So he would have to have permission Though Correct. the Panthers would have to give him permission to go seek something which elsewhere,
1: they held off from until they hired their coach, so that is yes. now done. Um, he is in the running for the Seattle head coach, uh, yep. job right now, which he does not require. Um, or the Panthers cannot block that. They Correct. have, though, confirmed blocked any requests for him to be interviewed in a lateral move, so um. We'll see. It remains to be seen whether he wants to stay or the Panthers want him to stay. But what a hire that would be! So that is that still would be
0: uh, be my number one if I had to choose. If he was would available. be ever yes, it, exactly, yeah. If he was available, he would be slam dunk. What he did in Denver for one year was absolutely wild. What he did in Carolina last year was really good as well. Yeah, he's a yeah. proven commodity, but also very young still. Younger guy, yes. but. Over his last couple years, he's he's had very good defenses. So, yes, I'd love that, but I think the chances of that one are probably slim at the moment. But you never know. I I wouldn't
1: say slim. I would say you know, there's still a variable there that the rest do not have. So (laughs) that we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I I like you know ninety percent of the names that have been mentioned and uh, even if the 10% happened i'm i have no choice but to be hopeful until at least week 1
0: uh, <laughs> yeah i i like what you said about matt i think he knows he's got to hit this one out of the park and he knows he's got to get this one right so the yeah they're they're not necessarily taking their time but they are they are taking this down to the tooth and nail about it right Yeah, You know, they're being very deliberate and specific about what they want and who they get.
1: You just got to think that the Packers, that job has got to be very enticing, if not the most enticing out of available jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but for the the Packers at least, you got a good offense, right? That's already all but established. Uh, You know, they've only had a good, really, really strong half year. But, I mean, there's no reason that doesn't continue and the defense is full of talent i'm sure you got to call a little bit you got to figure out who's who, who who what's what but then you got you're going into a draft process where there's no real lingering needs on offense other than you know they're going to draft an offensive lineman or two other than that Always. it's like it's all going to get invested in the defense uh, especially a number 1 pick uh, As it does every game. year, Owen. As it does every year, but you have no, you know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I went deep into it the last couple of days, South. I'm full into mock draft, uh, Packer we style are, right we are, now. We're
0: getting to that point. It's draft I've, season. I've Owen's favorite draft season. My
1: own four round mock, and once you get Owen's past four favorite rounds, season. I'm not
0: going to be able to do it. But.
1: There's there's like seven different defensive backs that could be there for the Packers, and they're gonna pick one of them. You know what I mean? They're gonna end up with one of
0: them. Yeah. And they got a lot of draft capital too to to be able to move move around, maneuver a little bit if they want as well. If they need to, if they need to. Um, yeah. but I I'm I'm liking the way it can shake out. That's all I'm yeah. Asking. I'm I'm optimistic about the offseason for them as well. And um if they can get one of these big guys, I'd love it even more. One more name I want to throw out there, and then we can move on to a couple other uh, coaching updates. Jim Leonard, his name has not been thrown out there by anybody other than the fans. Yeah. Everybody wants Jim Leonard, but there's been no mention of his name even being considered. You know anything like that? I'm I'm surprised by that a little bit. That Jim Leonard's not even being considered maybe they reached out and he said i'll pass i don't know but i haven't heard his name not i haven't heard his name at all other than fans on twitter saying yeah we want jim leonard um there
1: i don't know there is uh there's a chance he does it i guess there's some reports that it's highly unlikely that he gets offered this this job this year for some reason i think I think maybe what would happen in that case is that he's like, no, I'm staying in college. I got a lot of big money jobs. uh, Yeah. Uh, That
0: train is passed kind of deal. So
1: we'll see. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, the way money is being thrown around in college right now, I mean, it makes complete sense. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) He's been linked to a
0: couple coaching jobs or at least DC jobs recently as well. So in the college level, in the college level. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I just, I'm I'm kind of surprised that his name just hasn't been brought up at all and a little disappointed because, you know, we all love Jim Leonard up here, especially up in the Northwoods. In this area. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. All right. Two other uh, quick notes, and then we'll move on to championship weekend Sunday. Steelers hire Arthur Smith as their new OC, which is kind of the big news coming out here. Obviously, former Falcons head coach. Now the Steelers, oh, see, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. Doesn't feel, if I was a Steelers fan, I don't think I'd feel great just with how things ended in Atlanta.
1: <laughs>
0: you, could, you could argue <laughs> Kenny Pickett is slightly better than Desmond Ritter, but you can't say a lot it feels like their offenses are in a similar fashion and you're going to bring him in. Now maybe he'll do better as an OC and he can just focus on the offense instead of as the team. And under Mike Tomlin, you know, you're going to have stable and you, you know, things are going to flow well. So maybe he does better in this position, but the way things ended in Atlanta, it didn't look good. And now he gets the OC job in Pittsburgh, who's been searching for an offense for like the last two years now. So, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: I don't. uh, I don't either. Apparently, it was the reasoning behind it was uh, Tomlin wanted someone with a proven track record, and there probably wasn't a lot of options outside of someone like Artie Smith. And I love Artie Smith as a personality. (laughs) Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think what did the owner came out today and said? You know what? What do you? What do you think? What do you think was attractive about coming to the Steelers to coach the offense? And he specifically pointed out the two great running backs and a solid offensive line to build around. Nothing about the passing game, not a thing. It was what a vote of confidence in
0: your uh, young quarterback, Kenny Pickett. So, I, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, they do have I two good running backs, but. They also have some good offensive weapons other than that. So uh, like I said, th- the Atlanta offense and the Pittsburgh offense feel very similar. couple of good backs, some good weapons, and then still searching for a quarterback. Can you imagine what George Pickens is feeling today after some of the crap he kind of,
1: you know, kind of alluded to Yeah, his feelings before, you know, mid season. And, uh, yeah, now he's looking at a coach coming in who struggled to get the ball to two top ten picks of the last three years in Kyle. Fitzgerald yeah. Fun. And then yeah. add in Bijan Robinson into that just for fun.
0: Um, Well, we'll see. That's about <laughs> it. Stay yep. tuned. Exactly. Exactly. And then the other one that's kind of big – Um. Ben Johnson decides to stay with the Lions. Now, he was a favorite for the Washington job for a while. Obviously, linked to Seattle, which those are still the two spots that don't have head coaches. He decides to stay in Detroit once again. Last year, he did the exact same thing, got a couple of interviews, got a couple potential spots. He says, nah, I'm staying in Detroit. And he does the exact same thing again. I guess... Why? Like, you know, I get it. Good things are happening in Detroit, and he must really like the culture and must really like working with Dan Campbell. But there's only 32 head coaches in the NFL. There's only 32 head coaches in the entire world, Owen. 32 people get this job. And he could have been one of them potentially. And he says no two years in a row now? I guess I don't get it is a little wild. Oh, yeah. It
1: kind of harkens back to a little bit of the uh Eric Bieniemy situation of the last 2 years um where yeah. it just didn't make any sense that he wasn't getting head coaching calls. Um maybe the Commanders' output on offense this year might have something to do with that that maybe we weren't seeing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll nice. see. Uh it's just funny to me that I I forget which uh odds maker it was, but I was looking at odds Next commander's head coach The top three were Ben Johnson, number one Number two, Texans OC, Bobby Slowick Who has stated he is returning to the Texans And number three being Ravens DC, Mike McDonald Who has also stated today that he will not uh, be leaving the Ravens So all three of them, within a day Johnson going nowhere, Slow going nowhere, McDonald going nowhere I mean, commanders haven't even interviewed Mike Vrabel yet. You have to think that's that's what they got to be doing, right? That's like your next call.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where else do you go? Where else do you go? Evero, maybe. I guess we brought his name up earlier. You could go back to Evero, potentially. Don't I, think he interviewed yet. So no. I, I, where else do you go from here? Obviously, probably not Bill. I don't think Bill would take it. <laughs> That, that team needs a lot of work, and he's not going to want to go in there and, and try to win six games for the Commanders next year. And a tough division with Dallas and Philly? Yeah, that's tough. Hi, right. Washington, not a good start for the new owner, Josh Harris. Josh Harris, is that right? Yes, I believe. that is correct. Yeah, not a good start for old Joshy over there, struggling to find a head coach.
1: I guess there's a possibility. Possibility. Um, that they just go ahead and promote BNME the enemy, to head coach. Maybe this is that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I don't is know. That gonna, is that going to do anything though?
1: I, They've yeah. already other, other options. Looks like Aaron Glenn, Detroit, DC. Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Dan Quinn, Cowboys, DC, Anthony Weaver, Baltimore associate head coach. And uh that's all you got left out of people that have interviewed.
0: I think a, I'd I think I'd lead him for, Able for Washington. I I think he established a good culture and mindset in Tennessee, and I think you need that in Washington. Now, obviously, there's a lot of retread there. He's a, he's an older hire. He's he's more of a, you know, not as much of an X's and O's guy. Obviously, he's a good defensive mind and stuff like that. But, and you have the enemy that can do stuff with the offense. It wouldn't be the worst hire in the world to bring Vable in. It wouldn't be, so we'll see Steeler or Steelers I wrote Steelers down earlier Seahawks and commanders still the two teams without a head coach currently
1: current betting favorite for the Seahawks has turned to uh Giants OC Mike Kafka oh the late
0: change okay late change interesting haven't heard his name yet but okay all right interesting indeed all right Owen yes hopefully sir. we'll get Jeremy back here in a minute. But let's talk some football, eh? Hey, yeah, not not
1: just about the people who do football stuff, but the actual football itself. I think yeah, so. let's do that. Let's
0: do yeah. that. I, I'm I'm good with that. We did have a couple games that happened this weekend. Oh, we, we did have a couple games. Oh, I don't know if you shoot. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you heard about them, but we did have a few happen this weekend. Just two, but Seth, two big ones. Seth, I just
1: wanted to you know, I was doing some TikTok doom scrolling, as they say, earlier. I- found one that said um, 2020 leap year chiefs versus 49ers trump versus biden 2024 leap year chiefs versus 49ers trump versus biden what else happened in 2020 that could replicate itself in 2024 seth you have any ideas
0: i have no idea what you're talking
1: about and i don't even want to go there Let's still yeah, let's not. But that's also was kind of my displeasure at seeing the Super Bowl
0: we have now
1: oh, I don't
0: know what kind of bad juju you're trying to put on 2024, but I'm hoping it's a good one and Listen, not a repeat of 2020.
1: If it's if if it's bad juju, it wasn't put on there by me. Okay, let's just say it was put on by a certain couple people involved with these teams, namely Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, Travis Kelsey. Let's let's just uh Put the blame squarely on them.
0: All of them, huh? For all All of our
1: problems that happened this year, no matter what and how (laughs) big and significant. However, that is the Super Bowl we get to see rematch from just four years ago. I like to act like I'm not excited, but I will... Way to
0: spoil the news.
1: I will, of course, yeah, spoiler alert. I will, of course, watch the Super Bowl. I just don't get to hype it up like I would have... If the yeah. Lions have been involved in any which way.
0: Yep, correct. Um, I mean, I was correct. I don't, I think, no, I know I got Chiefs, Ravens. I got that one. But I don't think the Niners covered. Did they? What was the line on the Niners? Oh,
1: I don't know for what? sure. But uh, no, they did not. I believe okay. It was... I, I was
0: hoping I was going to sweep you guys because this is what happened last week. It was. You and Jeremy against me. It was The world against me. And I started off Sunday well with Chiefs-Ravens. Chiefs won. Ravens were favored. So I automatically get that one. Niners were favored. I don't remember what the line was. I know you're pulling it up. Seven and a half. Yeah, not even close to covering. Obviously, if Detroit doesn't score that touchdown at the end, then they would have. But Detroit scores a late fourth-quarter touchdown. They try to get the ball back on an onside kick. Couldn't get it. Niners take it. They're on to the Super Bowl. But let's start in KC Baltimore, shall we? Not in KC, but start in Baltimore. KC Baltimore, yes. Baltimore right? The early oh, Sunday game. The early game. And this game was, to me, I think it was the better of the two games. What? You don't think so? Well, the other one, all right. Well, you can just, if you got an argument, go ahead. I mean, I don't have, like, a huge argument here. I, I enjoyed the second one, but I I really liked this game. It wasn't a lot of back and forth like the Detroit Niners game was. It was 17-10, to 10, but, man, it was a defensive battle throughout the entire game. And I was very impressed with Casey's defense and how they were able to shut down Baltimore and Lamar Jackson for pretty much 60 minutes of football. Obviously Lamar had the one big exciting play to Zay Flowers where he gets out of a sack, scrambles around a little bit, plants his feet, throws a beautiful bomb to Zay Flowers in the, in the end zone. They score. But really beyond that, that was about it. For an, a Baltimore offense that was pretty much unstoppable – throughout much of the season and the playoffs, their their first game against Houston. But then they come to KC, not come to KC, but then they play KC, and they get shut down by Steve Spagnolo and that defense. Spags. He's been – that defense down. has been – this is Mahomes' best defense, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, and a lot of people have, but I think that's why they repeat. I think that's why the Chiefs won it again. It's because that defense is playing at an absolute elite, an insane level right now. So you just you just tipped your pick
1: for next week, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that. Um, yeah,
1: I don't. I agree. I'm not this, game, to say it. this game was very fun. Well, not very fun because I kind of felt how it was going. Uh, <laughs> it's cr- it's just crazy that the first half ended up kind of. Not an explosion, but in comparison to the rest of the game, absolutely was. Ended up being 24 points scored in the first half. Baltimore came out. They wanted the ball. So I thought they would have had something up their sleeve. They did not. Three and out. Feeling it out. I was like, all right, all right, fine. Let's just get back to the run game, Baltimore. We'll, We'll, you know, even things out. Sure enough, Casey, classic vintage Mahomes. Dink and dunk, picking them apart. Quick passes. Travis Kelsey's on the other side of half of them. Ends up with the touchdown at the end of it. That looks scary, uh, and I kind of knew from that point on that the Chiefs were going to have this one in hand and fist unless they messed up. Baltimore, like you said, came back. They look good. They run. They ran the ball a little bit. Gus Edwards, he was going five yards, bit, ten yards a, a pop. Bit.
0: I got a second one. I got a, I got a point on that one, but go ahead.
1: It's like, at that, but that was it. That was about it from Gus Edwards. That was literally, yeah. a, if you had a couple really good runs, and then they just stopped handing them off. Handing them I,
0: you know what? Let me add on to that because you're yes. already getting there. Go ahead. Take out Lamar Jackson as, as a rushing, you know, a, a rushing stats. They had eight carries for 27 yards. It's just a real sad day. Real sad stuff. Eight carries for 27 yards. This was the leading rushing team in the NFL this year. They had not once been held under 100 rushing yards the entire year until this game. And they only run the ball eight times? And two of them were to save flowers on end-arounds. That didn't work. Yeah, yes. You can point to the Chiefs being able to stop that, but why – I heard this earlier this week, too. Why did they get so away from the running game that fueled their team, fueled their offense for the entire year, and then get away from it in the biggest game of the season up to date? It was just an awful game plan. Um, Was it because they were down that they felt they had to pass so much? When
1: you're down 17-7 to seven and you start panicking and throwing the ball exclusively, I think you deserve to lose, and that's certainly would happen. So,
0: Owen, can I throw something out there? Just let Absolutely. me toot my own horn a little bit. Absolutely. Last week on Thursday, Lionel's right, the championship preview. I'm familiar. I said, how were the Chiefs going to win this game and beat Lamar? Force him to throw the ball and that is what they did and he couldn't do it
1: they didn't even do it him.
0: no but he threw the ball 40 times i mean that, that that's a lot that's a lot and he threw a pick had the one big fumble as well i said it and i'll and i'll stick to it lamar needs to be more consistent in the passing game and you can beat him if you force him to throw and you take the run game out and this is exactly what the Chiefs did, and they won the game. Not because of the offense so much as, as Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes looked solid. Travis Kelsey looked prime playoff Kelsey. But that lead, defense yeah. completely shut down that Baltimore offense. I, um, I credit that more
1: to idiotic play calling than I do... I mean, he they I, I played Chiefs a part I played a part obviously played very well but i think they just the ravens just kind of made it easy for them it's almost like they were too scared to run it so they were just like let's just do it through the pass and they didn't even like wait to see Casey dominate the run game
0: they, that is uh, true that is absolutely true like i said they ran the ball 8 times outside of lamar who does this stuff and that's the thing is like and that he can
1: it's you know we said it it's obviously i said it a bunch with the packer game but this is kind of a similar scenario where you could point to just a couple plays breaking their way and then all of a sudden this thing's tied um obviously that big lamar fumble that sucks cuz that was on their side of the field it was um that yep. was carl Loftus. is that who got around on him i believe so i believe so then so that, that was one big one the other big one being flowers at the goal line Oh yeah. Heart That's breaker. a killer. Absolute, Absolute killer. Yeah, Yep. And a man who was having such a good game, too. That he was really the only positive, you know, force on that offense.
0: Yes. It yeah, exactly. It I mean Zay Flowers had the one big splashy play for the most part, it had a couple other ones, but yeah, that that play at the goal line, that fumble, it just a total momentum killer. Switched it all to KC. And it yeah. kind of it felt like that cemented the game almost as that moment. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough for Baltimore because everybody thought they were going to win it this year. This was Baltimore's year to do it, and they should have won it. And they uh, Lamar had all the best weapons and the number one defense and all this stuff, and they couldn't beat. Your words, the boogeyman.
1: He no, he is the true boogeyman for sure.
0: Patrick Mahomes, because once playoff time comes, the stars shine bright, and, man, Mahomes did it again. That defense did it again. That's why I don't think they're going to lose in the Super Bowl. That's why I'm picking KC. I'm going to say it now. I, I'm i not going to pick against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I ain't going they're, to do it.
1: They're going to do enough to win a playoff game, and that's just a sad fact that we're all going to have to uh... – Just accept and hope that you just don't have to run into the Chiefs in the playoffs somehow.
0: Um, (laughs) A a big injury note for the Chiefs defense, Charles Amenahu. you know who that is? Yes. Floated around a few different teams in his career, but landed in KC this year and had a career high in sacks with seven, was part of that elite rushing crew that they had, tore his ACL in this game. So he's out for the Super Bowl, which is going to be big against Niners and that offense. You're going to need as many pass rushers and front seven guys as you can get. So they're losing him, which we'll we'll get to this game next week. But big, big loss for them in this one as well. Yeah,
1: big loss. Something for you to think about. Something for you to ponder here. Opening line for the Super Bowl. San Francisco minus a point and a half. Something to think about.
0: So, by next week, the Chiefs will be favored. Is that what you're telling me?
1: It could very well turn that way. I don't see it making that drastic of a change unless someone drops dead. Um, (laughs) So, uh, expected to sit. That's uh, fine. By a point Point
0: and a half. That ain't much. That's almost a pick them, anyways. Uh, 100%. I'll take KC all day. But, yeah, I'll be curious what that line is next week when we officially pick this game. Yes. Anything else on this one before we move on, other than we get to see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift one more time?
1: Speaking of watching. Uh,
0: I'm sure their the fiance is quite happy to. about it. Oh, yeah, they were happy
1: as clamps. What are you talking about? They were up there. They they were having a love fest on the field, and I don't blame
0: them. I meant your fiance. Oh. I suppose they're not
1: engaged yet. They're about to be. He's going to propose during, after the Super
0: Bowl, isn't he? It, it probably wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me.
1: Yeah. And then announced she, his retirement. I we were watching this game together. I was clearly rooting for the Ravens. I was pointing out. Oh, that was another thing about this game really quick. The Chiefs were so like I don't even want to say chippy or dirty, but they were clearly out to get into the Ravens' heads. That yeah. Kelsey was just given little shoves after every single play. And ultimately got you know, got a personal foul, like forced a personal foul. And he just instantly starts laughing after he sees the flag go up. He's just like, he just instantly pointing in the guy's van. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. It was just, it was so disheartening to watch because it was like, they had it all under control. They were only up by seven and they knew they were going to win. It was just, it's just sad. It's just sad to watch. I just, and, and right as I'm sitting here, like this is the most dislikable the chiefs have been for me. Now I have to root for him in the Super Bowl, and that's that, yeah, that's even worse internally. So I was pointing all this out while she was watching with me, and uh, I think she she is she is interested in the Taylor part of the story. I don't think she really cares much about the Chiefs anymore. Um, she's actually a a Joe Burrow fan, so it was
0: yes, like this she is
1: for, on the football field.
0: And I meant to ask her about that when I was over there last, and I forgot to. Yes. So.
1: Yep. No. no, she's uh and then obviously the Packers lost and that was disappointing. But um yeah, so she she felt for me and, and and uh what happened to me now that I have to root for the Chiefs <laughs> and how I don't want to, but I have to.
0: Sad I mean sad You know the there's worse teams to root for. Speaking of that, let's move on to that one, eh? There's one, yeah. There is one. There is one and they won. That 1-1. One, one. Talking that about thing. the Niners, of course, beating the Lions 34-31 after a valiant comeback effort by the Lions, after a valiant comeback successful attempt by the Niners, who come back again down in the second half. 20, what was it, 24-7 to in the second half? Or, Correct. you know, at halftime? Yep. And which was very similar to that Packer game a couple weeks ago. They come back and they complete the comeback once again and break the hearts of an NFC North team and fan base. Sadly. Sadly is the correct term. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I picked the Niners because I f- knew they were going to win. They didn't cover, I didn't want them to, but I, 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 Pick the game with my head, with my brain, not with my heart. And so yeah, so we split last week then officially. That's what it is.
1: Yes, we did officially. Both yeah. your teams won,
0: except they did not cover. Both no. of them did not cover. No. So so that's right. That's right. Uh yeah, I mean, Niners did it again. They come back in the second half. Like I said, they did that against Green Bay. They do it here against the Lions. Now a lot of controversy. On the Lion side of things, play calling, decision making. Obviously, you know, the Lions had a lot of opportunities missed and probably should have won this game. I do want to get into that one. I do have a mini hot take about it. I would love it. Love to hear it. About the Lion side and why they lost this game. And I want to start on those two fourth down calls. Okay. Now, a lot of people are saying they didn't lose the game because they didn't kick the field goals and all this stuff, and Jamison Williams or whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, dropped the fourth down pass. Josh and Reynolds. All, yep. Josh Reynolds dropped the fourth down pass and all this stuff. We're talking about the Super Bowl here. Okay? We're talking about the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two... Huge mistakes to me by Dan Campbell to not kick the field goal and instead go for it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me, especially the one that was a chip shot field goal. I don't, it was like a 25, whatever it was, yard field goal, and he doesn't do it. Now I get it. Everybody's saying – This is Dan Campbell and all this stuff. He lives by the sword and dies by the sword. Well, I'm sorry, but then you're not a very good head coach if you only have one one level, one gear. If it's full goal all the time, you're not a good head coach. If you can't play situational football, Owen, okay? If they would have kicked those two field goals, we're probably talking about a different story here. A different game. And also, they go for it on fourth down with less than a minute at the six-yard line as well. Now they get the touchdown. But you need 10 points anyway. Why risk it? Kick the field goal. You have to onside kick it anyways. And obviously they don't get it. But they score the touchdown, which is whatever. But that was another huge risk there. I, I just... Those are the things that come up to me. It's like you make those stupid decisions, I think. You take the points, and you live to fight another day. Yeah, you haven't stopped the Niners offense for most of the second half, but I don't care. Points are points, and they matter. And a close game where they lose by three points, it mattered. It ended up mattering. Seth Seth is
1: one of the biggest take-the-points guys I know in life. You take the points. You take it where you can get it.
0: Take because you, you never can. know, as Dan Campbell said in the post game, you never know when you get an opportunity to score again.
1: Exactly. Um, and I think what comes down to, Jeremy, I can let you jump in here shortly. What comes down to, for me, is um, the Lions are the biggest prove-yourself team, um, especially in the last three years. They are just out to prove themselves. Much like what was talked about for this Packers, the baby Packers team of a week ago is they're playing with house money and they're just lucky to be there and they're just, you know, they're just looking to make an impact. The Lions are past that stage, yet I don't think that they believed that until they got to this game. And probably not until they ended up losing this game that they were one of the big boys. Campbell said that in his press conference last week. We proved we are we can sit amongst the big boys. You are one of the big boys. Okay. You proved yourself. Everyone believes in you now. Now, do you want to continue proving yourself or do you want to win the freaking game? Like what what is priority number numero uno here? Number uno. Are we looking to get to the Super Bowl or are we looking to show that we're a good team? Um, so I think. Not that the moment was too big for him. I just think the mindset wasn't correct. And I feel like he knows that. And Probably, uh,
0: yeah, mindset's 2020.
1: I'd be sad to see them regress. You know, they're 12 and five. It's going to be hard to get back to that same record, obviously. But, you know, 10 and seven, 11 and six isn't exactly regression. Um, I would just be sad to see them. You know, he him have this whole change of philosophy and then come out a completely different team next year. That's also what I don't want to see. So
0: I don't know. No, um I, I I get what you're saying because that mindset and that philosophy like you're talking about is what got him to this point. Yes. But like you said, the mindset I think was wrong in the in the sense that. They needed to prove that they could beat the Niners in in their way, and their way is the only way. And that, that's not true. When, when you're trying to get to the Super Bowl and you're trying to get to the big stage and do something Detroit has never done in franchise history. You know, uh, sometimes you got to change it up a little bit. That I that see- is what I was trying to say. Yeah, and obviously he's
1: never coached playoff games, let alone NFC Championship games before this year. Um, so you know good learning experience still a young team you just got to you just got to take it as that and you got to know you got to be water once it gets to the playoffs here once you're playing other big boys and you're not just having to play the the uh well they played the rams obviously very even team to the lions at when they played yep. but you're not playing the yep. Tampa Bay bucks every week right
0: you're
1: you're going to run into some heavy hitters and when you have a chance to put them away brother Brother, come on, come on, man! I want to see. Hey, man, listen, man, we gotta get back here, man. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be. We're gonna keep playing amongst the big boys, man. That's what I want to see. He, he don't said wanna they see might him, so never be back. He said they might. I, be I back. know what he said, and I'm, I'm glad he has that, that mindset. I just don't want a whole change of philosophy. I want him to come back out the same team next year. And then understand when we get to the playoffs, we got the
0: Super Bowl in sight. The, we it, don't. The playoffs are different. The players are different. The than Super Bowl
1: is all we're thinking about. We're not thinking about being a good team. We're already a good team.
0: We're going to the Super Bowl. That's the mindset. Well, the Niners are, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. Jeremy, anything yes, to say are. about this game? And then no one's got a little surprise for us. So
2: if you said it about. Um... Live by the sword, die by the sword. With Campbell, um, <clears throat> I appreciate the stuff on Twitter where people are making the comment about he he put them in this position to be in this game by coaching this way all year long. They yeah,
0: wouldn't they have been there.
2: They wouldn't have been in the NFC title game if not for that type of coaching all year long. Now, oh, and I also agree with you. Where you gotta be like water when it comes to the playoffs because. Every down and distance is different than what you've experienced during the year because every game matters that much more because every every play is, I mean, live or die in playoffs, right? Um, the Lions won this game because they beat the Niners. The Lions lost this game because they schematically out-schemed themselves. Is also Sounds exactly like my
1: feelings from, from about a week ago. <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, this game is very, very similar to the, the game last year, uh, last week, against another NFC North team. I'm not gonna lie. This, I, I must have missed the first game recap. But um, yep. This isn't just the worst Super Bowl of recent memory because of the matchup, but also the way these teams look to the matchup. I mean, the Niners look like the worst team last week. The Niners look like the worst team this week, and each time. The losing team just out-thinks themselves. Um, I, Dan Campbell, I appreciate everything because he's being real. He's realistic with these guys like, hey, we might never make it back here. And he's not wrong. This might have been their one chance. Now, he's a little bit misquoted than the actual quote, and I can't remember it off the top of my head right now because um, it wasn't so harsh as everybody's making out to be like, yeah, we're the Lions. We're never going back again, boys. Just take all those kneecaps and take them to the trading post because we're never coming back, boys. I don't like that. But um, I do think the Lions bringing back Ben Johnson, I think this is a lot of, a lot of good continuity there. Um, a lot of these young players are going to take a step. There's a lot of depth on that defense that gelled late. Um, I'd probably put money in it that the Lions are back this far in the playoffs before the Niners. Um, the Niners, as good as the rosters they've got, I mean, Purdy looks so limited. This might be a blowout Super Bowl like the 80s and 90s. I mean, the Chiefs might cook the Niners. They really might, because the Niners have been getting away kind of with murder every week. Where you know people say it, but it really does matter. The team with the better coach and quarterback combo usually
0: wins. They they get down like this, like they did against the Packers, like they did against the Lions. The Chiefs aren't letting them come back.
2: No, the Chiefs are going to continue to put ten points on the board every quarter. They're gonna. They're not going to slow up. Um, and the, here's the thing: is as much as we all love conspiracy theories and everybody hates it, the NFL ain't going to not like seeing the Chiefs win. I'll just say that. The NFL going to love that. <laughs> so if the Chiefs get up 24-7 in the first half, there ain't no way they're, they're losing. I'll just say that right now. Um, seeing Shanahan turn it around on you know his misfortune throughout the early part of his career the last two weeks has been kind of interesting to see. Um, It doesn't hurt having one of the best two rosters in the game. Um, But what's been putting him in these scenarios? Brock Purdy's play. I mean, you give these guys even just a top 15 quarterback, in my opinion, and I'm going to stand on that hill. I'll die on that hill. Brock Purdy is not an above-average starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, But you give this this roster, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins, and these guys are, I mean, pile-driving teams in the playoffs. But uh, Purdy's keeping these games closer than they need to be. Um, the Niners' defense isn't helping him. Um, and it just, as an Eagles fan, takes me back to a year ago, this game, and thinking of where my Eagles were versus where they are now, um, the way the Eagles' season ended last year versus the way it ended this year. Um, man, it would have been a fun game seeing the Eagles and the Lions in this game. Like, that's for sure. A um, lot more interesting. I don't know. I think – did you guys already do Baltimore, Chief?
0: Yeah. I'll if, just give, if you want to throw a quick take in there, go ahead.
2: I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just did. quick toss one in there. To see Baltimore literally not allow a point the whole second half and still lose, what an all-time – everybody's calling this Lions game an all-time collapse. What an all-time collapse out of Harbaugh and these Ravens. That's yeah. wild. To yeah. literally not allow a point in the second half and only put up three is an all-time debacle. Um, Seth, you and I, I I mean, I'm probably the most Lamar positive on this podcast, but you and I are also the most Lamar negative on this podcast at times. That falls single-handedly on Lamar to legit not to be able to come up with a point in the second half. Now, I'm not going to come up with two excuses, but I'm going to come up with two excuses. That Isaiah likely pass interference that was uncalled is – so reminiscent as far as the Eagles last year where Bradbury is getting called for one on way less. I hate to keep bringing the Eagles into this, but man, some of these playoff missed calls or bad calls are just so bad. Um, and then that play at the end of the last play to seal it to the pick There's possibly two PIs on that play. You know what I mean? And none of it gets called, but you don't you don't want to be in that situation where you can look back and go, we've got these two plays when it's like this whole second half, guys, you guys didn't, you didn't allow a point. You only gave, got us three. Like that Ravens offense has got to be better in bigger moments. Um, Lamar has got to be better in bigger moments. Not that Lamar was so bad, but he just wasn't good enough. Um, which is hilarious to say, because I wouldn't quite say that uh, Pat Mahomes was good enough. Now he did make the plays when they needed to be made and he didn't have the costly turnovers. But um, this Chiefs defense is looking legit. I mean, I think through the playoffs it stands Absolutely still. Is. yeah. I was going to say, I think through the playoffs it stands the, the test of times, just like it did the, the regular season. They haven't given up 30 points all year long.
0: No. They haven't that, given up
2: over 30 points all year.
0: That Chiefs defense is real, and I, I, I said this to Owen earlier. That's why they're going to win the Super Bowl as well is that – yeah. This is the best defense that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes have had in in, in their calm down together.
2: There you go. Okay, I was going to say, calm down. No, it, There's a guy sorry, I meant, Jim, I meant in case. Johnson,
0: okay? I, I meant in Casey, There
2: was a man named Jim Johnson, okay, back in the early 2000s, Philadelphia era, okay? Oh, Their do? pal. Anyways, now, I'm glad you said that and got the gears of turning because I was going to say it already. If you give Andy this type of defense, like Jim Johnson did all throughout, 99 to 2000, and Jim, I think, died in 08 or 06, somewhere in there, or at least was off the Eagles by that time and then passed shortly later, um, some of the best defenses of that time. And, I mean, anytime you keep a team under that threshold of points, I mean, you don't even need Pat Mahomes. You just need Andy Reid calling the play. So you're going to win more often than not. And it doesn't hurt to have one of the best quarterbacks in the game on top of it. One of the best skill position players in the game in Travis Kelsey. And then a run game that shows up when it needs to. I mean, Andy with that formula is gonna win nine times out of ten. And I just think the Super Bowl is gonna be one of the nine times out of ten. I don't think it's gonna be the one out of ten. Shanahan's got a very uphill battle. What you think, Owen?
1: Agreed. 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 Yeah, agreed. Uh I didn't want to be a Chiefs fan this week, but uh, I'm going to have to be. Um, no, I don't
0: like it. I don't like it at all. I don't
1: either. I don't think any of us really like it, and I
2: don't think any of us truly believe it that we're a Chiefs fan this week. I will say I don't hate I'm it. a fan of I don't hate it. I, I don't care who comes out of this game winning, if I'm being completely honest. I really I have no – I do. I, I would like to see Andy Reid solidify as one of the best coaches in NFL history. Because I will be uh, Andy, Reed, big red fan through and through. Um, Kelsey, you know, just having that that last name ties into Jason. But I would love to see Christian McCamprey stamp that fucking resume. That would
1: be very cool.
0: That would. I agree. I agree. I agree. But that you would also it? mean your your
1: arch rival, arch nemesis, Brock Purdy, would also be stamping that resume.
2: You know, Brock
1: Purdy. The next, Tom Brady. He,
0: he, he, he could would pull be off step a one Trump right developer. there.
2: He could pull off a Trent Dilfer. I don't care. It the doesn't thing, affect
1: me. The uh the Brock Purdy conversation has, has heated up over the last couple of weeks. And yeah, people are absolutely. so and it's the people have turned this into politics where you're so left or you're so right, or you're not talking about it at all. Um it's almost like so 49ers players came out after the game, right? And we're like, Oh yeah, wow, that's the best game manager I've ever seen, right? yep and I think what's going on it's just it's just reactions. like you see people hating on your dude so you go completely the opposite direction and just try to balance those opinions out. But I think it started it all started with people kind of like maybe giving too much credit to Purdy in the first place. Now he's in the MVP conversation, which you could argue or you could argue against, whatever. And then people... That's why people started hating on him so much. And now you got people loving him so much. And then people are like, I don't understand why everyone hates him. It's like, no one hates Brock Purdy. People hate... I might know one person. ...of the fact that Brock Purdy... Well, fair. People hate the idea that a Brock Purdy can be in the MVP conversation legitimately with what we're seeing on the field in the last couple of weeks. And... um you know, I'm kind of on both sides of that. I think you got to blame more of what the MVP is, right? Because it sounds like not a lot of people have accepted that, uh, that that's what that that award is. It's the fun. Yeah. It's the best player on a good team or the best player on one of the best teams. Um, or it's the best quarterback on the best team, I should say. Um, but, you know, here we are. He could have a chance at making his Super Bowl run. And ultimately, it will be Brock Purdy is the biggest comparison we've had to Tom Brady Brady, since Brady. Or it will turn into uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the worst player on the planet. He shouldn't be starting (laughs) another NFL football game. And we're going to have one of those discussions in T-minus 10 days. So be ready. Yes. Yep. We're going to have a whole off-season of it.
0: Can't wait, Owen. Cannot wait. All right. I'm glad Jeremy's Pause. back. Okay.
2: I want to say one comment about the Brock Purdy thing.
0: <laughs> All <So> right. Owen,
2: <laughs> Seth said it, and I'm just going to give a official statement. I am not a Brock Purdy hater. I am similar vein to Lamar Jackson. I am a Brock Purdy truther. To where I am going to say it how I see it. Um, I think it's just the eagle fan in me, just the Philadelphia fan in me. I just can't. I can't have bullshit. I just can't have it. If I see if I see it how I see it, I'm going to tell you how I see it. And with Brock Purdy, I have seen it how I've seen it from day one. I don't like the Tom comparisons because Tom is the goat, possibly the goat of goats. I don't know hockey well enough, but it would probably be Gretzky otherwise. <clears throat> now, to what you said where they are making him was political it is weird. It really is. It is weird. It's like this, this guy is a football player. He's a young football player. And at the end of the day, it's like, who doesn't love the underdog? You know what I mean? Like, this is – as far as quarterbacks go in the modern era, this is David versus Goliath right here. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Who wouldn't want to see Brock Purdy win that? Yeah, I would. I, get, I, get I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I, if, like, if Brock Purdy was with Andy Reid, I would be rooting for that team. I don't care who it is. But at the end of the day, I appreciate what Brock Purdy's done to put himself in the position he is now to win the biggest game in football. I will say that. Now, as far as the rest of what goes on in San Francisco and the disdain the they have for my team and the way they spoke about my team, and just the cockiness that they carry into every game, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Now, I am a fan of CMC. I'm a fan of check I am a fan of Kittle. I'm a fan of a couple of the guys in this team. Um, as far as – I am not a fan of Trent Williams. That's for sure. I like Iuk a lot. Um, the defense I won't dive into. I like guys – Fred Warner. I like some of those guys. But it would be cool to see, like like I said, the stamp on CMC's resume of the Super Bowl is like that guy's a, – he's a Hall of Famer now then. You know what I mean like he's yeah. a Hall of Famer right away. Um Purdy's not getting that. Now that's that's the one thing where I'd probably rather see them beat the Chiefs than the other way around. Um God, what is that? Seven Super Bowls for the Niners?
0: Uh right around there. Right around there. I'll look I up. think they tie I think they
2: tie the Patriots for the most ever, if I remember right. Um now, as far as for the Chiefs, I don't know. Like Owen, oh, like you said. The political thing it kind of stems both way with the whole travis kelsey t- side of things but i don't know i just god i might talk myself right into wanting the niners to win this holy crap just as i'm talking through this i really it might. would be
1: would be six for the niners
2: six okay i was one off i thought it was gonna be seven um man maybe i might talk myself right into wanting the niners to win this damn game well, What's the line? Do we, we got a line?
0: It's, 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 save that for next week, Jeremy. It's a one and did a half a for the ball? Niners. One and a opening half one opening line. line. Niners by a point and a half.
2: Gotcha. So. Okay. 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 Give All me, right. Me, give me two weeks of Super Bowl shit.
0: We will. We'll get there. Owen.
2: Yes, sir. We don't have an
0: official. We don't have an official top five this week. So Owen worked his magic and did a top five hey, we trivia don't, or something like we that. We don't
2: have an official sponsor either, but I'm going to drink the ZOA.
0: Hey. There it is. Get the rock. We'll get The Rock in here shortly. It's Absolutely. Fine. USFL or UFL, or whatever it's called. Wild Orange.
2: Point. Hey, if we got to start slipping in a pod every other week about the USFL, just to get that sponsorship, I'm <laughs> in, boys. I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. All
1: right, Owen, what do you got? What do you got for us? In lieu of uh, not having... A really good top five for this week. Not a good top five topic. I took it upon myself and did a lot of homework, right? And when I say that, I mean absolutely zero homework until about two minutes before the pod started recording. Um, I traveled over to everyone's favorite sports trivia website, Sporkle.com. And uh I've have, I have a I have many different lists, I have many different top five lists. So for you guys there's a lot of good ones in here there's a lot of hard ones there's a lot of there's a lot of easy ones which you won't get and Then there's a lot of middling like they could be interesting so i'm going to give you so hold on 19 20 1, 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 give me a number 1 through 30 And depending on how quick you get through that one we will move on to another, a second top five list. There's 30 answers? No, there's 30 possible top five
0: lists. Oh, Germ says five. I just need to give you a number one through 30. Yeah, a germ gave me one. I was going to say 15. Do you want to
1: split the difference? We can split the difference then. All right. Sure, we'll go 10. Ten, actually a really easy one, so it's a good starting off point compared to the other ones. So it's a good starting off point. Hopefully you guys clean it up really quick. We can move right along. Gentlemen, your first top five. Career rushing touchdowns. Jerem's like, ah you're in my bag. And because of that confidence, Jerem, I'm going to start with Seth and let him have the easy one if he wants. Top five touchdowns? Top five rushing career rushing touchdowns, Emmett. Emmett number one, 164 rushing touchdowns in his career, uh, in a record that will likely never ever be broken.
0: No. Well, I did on Madden, but that's okay. Well, that's true. Jeremy, right. when you
1: have have done have completed your digestion. <laughs> he has wash it down with a nice cold ZOA. ZOA energy. Gotta love that stuff. Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin, says Jeremy, is not on the top, oh, five, top five rushing touchdowns. Jeremy. Is he just off? I'll look it up for you. But that leaves it open, Seth, for you Seth, to take a big lead.
2: There's another easy one.
0: I mean Barry Sanders. I would say you should. You guys should get all five of these. Barry Sanders comes to mind right away. I'm not going to go Barry yet. I'm going to save him. Let's try and take some, which is fine. I'm going to go Earl Dickerson, Eric Dickerson, Eric Dickerson. Sorry,
2: or Earl Campbell. Which one you want?
0: (laughs) That yeah, I meant Eric
1: Dickerson. Eric Dickerson says Seth. Germ said Curtis Martin. They are both tied for 13th oh, career okay. with 90 rushing touchdowns. Also tied with a, an active player, but uh you guys won't guess many. Der- Derrick Henry also has 90 career touchdowns. Oh, very cool.
0: Very cool. He's the only Damn. active yeah.
2: one
1: even close. So you have one, 13A and 13C. Walter Payton. <laughs> Walter Payton for Germ is number five with 110.
0: So move over,
1: sweetness. Your top five lies between 110 and 164 career rushing touchdowns. You need two, three, and four. Seth, I have best one. Best.
0: I have one name that comes to mind, but he scored a lot of touchdowns. I just don't know how many were on the ground. But I'm going to throw his name out there: Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. You are correct. He did
1: catch a lot of uh, touchdowns. He did also rush for a lot, not quite enough. A hundred, wow. right on the dot. Mm-hmm. He is number eighth, eight, tied for eighth. Yeah, <clears throat> Jeremy, I'll I'll give a, a short hint. Uh, once you get your next guest in here, guess in here. <laughs> I I'd no, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. Let him again. Nice, nice call. Nice tall cold drink of Zoa, orange. Orange, wild thing-o? orange, orange mango. Oh, wild orange, wild orange,
2: wild orange. I really want to try the frosted grape flavor, but I haven't found it anywhere yet. He's, he's give a a me so
1: Sean. Awesome give me Sean Alexander.
2: Dude, Sean Alexander.
1: Good. Also a great guest. Also tied for number eight with a hundred <laughs> on the dot. There's a big like from five till ten is
2: pretty tight, isn't it?
1: From 5 till 10 is within 10. Oh, I shouldn't say that. It's within 19
0: touchdowns. That, that's so pretty close. That's pretty fairly close. All right. So we okay. need to get 2, 3, and 4. Uh- Correct. Seth, just a, really quick, just a really
1: quick hint. One you might have a tougher time with. I will say two of them you've absolutely played the hell out of in Madden. In your lifetime. Speaking wow. of, you know, you said Sean Alexander th- made me think of Madden cover stars. So I thought I'd throw a Madden hint in there.
0: Uh, LT? LT number two with 145 career rushes. How rush did I run. not think of his name earlier?
1: That's where I, that should have been easier, but I get it. I've been there. Seth, now you're just
0: on the other side
1: of the screen here where it's not I so know. easy when you're under the gun.
0: All right Jeremy, come on. If we're going to get a second question in here, we got to hurry up. That's correct. Jerm, you got one more
1: uh one more Madden favorite?
0: You I got, got two more. I got more... two on you. It's 2-0 right now, right? Who is your guess? I said LT. LT is number 2. Oh, so I got Oh no, oh, you have one. Fuck. You have number 5. Right, it's 2 to 1.
2: How did I not take LT already?
0: Exactly. I went, That's exactly. I
2: went Curtis Martin cuz I I was fairly certain yeah. he was right there with Walter Never. And because Seth likes Curtis Martin.
1: yeah, I do. So I do again, like Jeremy, Martin. you got one you're gonna have a hard time with, but he is a long time player. That's why he's in this list. The other, mm. technically long time, but he's a, he's a Madden superstar. I'm not and I'm not specifically I'm mainly just saying he played during the Madden era, your Madden era. Your Madden How old wants, do you think
2: Seth and I are?
0: Seth, really old. You are kind of old. in between. Damn. Yeah. I really want Frank Gore to be on this list, but I know he's not. I was just going to
2: say, he kept on saying the longevity. I was like, Frank Gore's got yardage stuff, but not touchdowns. Good call. God, I'm not going to lie. When I stopped myself with, Ed- uh, nope, I was just going to say Adrian James, who might be on this list, but I'm not sure
0: that name popped um, in my head too, but I don't think he is.
2: His early days is where he was big, and then they went past happy when they got Reggie Wayne, and then I don't know.
0: Just to to let you know, Frank Gore, number
1: 20th on the list with 80. Edron James, 22nd. Ooh. Frank Gore's got to be really high on the yardage stuff, though. I bet you he's top 10 for yardage.
2: Yeah. Um, That guy's probably still running for rushing yards right now, just (laughs) on a random field. He's 45 years old. But anyways, um, damn. Touchdowns.
1: These players have rushed for hundred twenty-three and hundred twenty career rushing. Touchdowns I got, I got, I got one
0: in my head immediately. I
2: want to say Adrian Peterson, but for some odd reason, I don't think he's that high because I think That's he's more of a yardage guy. In my head. But I got to throw it out there. Give me AP
1: with hundred and twenty rushing touchdowns. Is fourth on the all-time list.
2: You know, you one go. thing about AP is outside of Barry, that guy is the single greatest hand him the ball, and he'll just fucking make it happen, guy. Because yeah. he, him, where he was different than Barry's, he'd run through a motherfucker. Like, he'd just straight yeah. go through a guy. But he could make you miss, and I'll run you, too. Yeah. And everybody forgets. It's like, AP wasn't that big. He was about 210 when he played, which is, for an average human, pretty big. But for a running back in the NFL, I mean, put him up against Derrick Henry, it's not that big.
0: He was also tall, I think, is kind of where people like got one, Like yeah, yeah, taller for a running back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, seth you all right, so we're number 3? Yes. Seth, it might the... have been the
2: other guy of your name that you said earlier. It might have been Earl Campbell. It really might have been.
0: You said this was Earl a long a... longevity guy Owen, He's longevity guy. I is he older, like played a while ago. Definitely
1: not this century. All right, I'll go Earl. Give me Earl. Earl Campbell is the guess. And I don't believe he's in the top 25 wow. for rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You really. Know, you know who is in the top 25? Cam Newton. <laughs> Isn't that crazy?
0: Earl Campbell did not play that long either. He only played for oh, eight, nine years. That's that's where a, I
1: screwed you up, So yeah.
2: It was his first four years that were freakish. Yep. 1450, 13 touchdowns, just shy of 1719 touchdowns. 1934, 13 touchdowns, and then 1376, 10 touchdowns. That's got to be one of the greatest four year stretches to
1: start the a year. The brightest stars ever. burn the fastest.
2: Man, that guy was another one, just run through a dude. Um, Owen, Germ- can you give me another hint of like a college or something?
1: Yes, absolutely. F- hailing from the University of South Southern California. Marcus That's Allen. It. Thank you, number three. 123 rushing touchdowns.
0: Marcus Allen. I would not have gotten. I would not have gotten.
1: Fullback Seth.
2: When they had Bo Jackson there, that man lined up at fullback in the Super Bowl. He was also the dude that first. He was the original Reggie Bush, where he took it off one way and come back around. Man.
1: He the hold on. I got it. The only player in history to have won the Heisman Trophy, NCAA national championship, Super Bowl. And be named NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP,
2: yep. only
1: person ever that good. Just who? Was,
2: somebody was recently Silent really close killer. to that. Who was that?
0: Uh, I don't
2: know. Oh, Lamar. Lamar. Lamar is somebody that's been really close to that, if I remember right.
0: Well, he never won Well, he never won the national championship.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember who it was somebody who's really close to that.
1: Either way, Marcus Allen. Well done, gentlemen. Who's six? Number six, oh, got to just round out the top ten. Number six, Jim Brown, seven, mm. John Riggins. He never would have got at that point. John Riggins, hey, time out.
2: Riggins I would have got to eventually.
1: Uh, not after a bunch of these names, but either way, eight and nine, Sean Alexander, for Falk, and number ten was Barry Sanders. Yep. Insane that Barry Sanders did it in just ten years, 99 touchdowns. Had he played another five, ten, he would have been – Number one. Probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Barry Sanders right. is notoriously known for being one of the best running backs ever, but not notoriously known for losing more yards than anybody else in NFL history. <laughs> but anyways. One,
1: one more? There you go. One more. One more. So another All right, let's make it quick. One let's through make 29. Oh, and we got to because Seth has got three mad. First right first number I hear, one through 29. Uh, mm, two at Five. most. Two at most. Two, I heard two. Okay. Two, per- Perfect. All right,
2: two for the amount of Madden games Seth has to play tonight.
1: Here's a wild one. Something you've never seen, really, on a list or would recall, but something you could guess—you could guess your way through at least four of the five. <laughs> so if you get the four, I'll let it go. Jim, you listening? I am. Career interception return yards. Ooh. Ooh. Top five top
0: 5 interception. Saunters right.
2: Woodson's all over this list for sure.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I got I got those two popped in my head and I'll start it off Ed Reed.
1: Ed Reed's got to be number 1.
0: Number 1 for Seth is Ed
1: Reed. That is number 1 with 1590 career return uh, interception, interception return yards.
2: I we went for 104 on my Eagles? Kevin Cobb threw him through it to him. Brian Westbrook had one of the worst tackle attempts in the not, history of the world.
1: Not even in the top five interceptions in his career, but still number one in return yards.
2: Yeah, that guy was better with the ball in his hands than most most receivers and running backs. So, Ad Reed was, was give me for me. I'm gonna go Dion Prime Time Sanders.
1: Dion Prime Time Sanders. His is might be more punk number kick, four. 1,331 return yards. Jeepers. Two, two, I'd say one you're going to get, one you should get, and another you won't unless you're Bill Belichick and studies the game. Give me Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson? Number 12 with 966 return yards.
2: Seth, I'm going to leave the other Woodson out there for you, but I'm going to go Darren Sharp.
1: Number. The most
2: hottest hitting. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm going with that in out. the
1: league. Broke Number three, 1,412 return yards for yeah. Darren Sharp.
2: Quietly like an underrated all-timer, to tell you the truth. Probably because of what he did when he left the league. But that's probably why we don't out. think about him, yes. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, and you know where I was going with that.
0: No. <laughs> nope. Same that's where you
2: later. drop the soundbite stuff, right there. Bang.
1: Mm. We only have room for one, you know, convicted felon that we love on this that podcast. And that is, is true it, by the juice. It, so, it's, you know.
0: it's saved. <laughs>
1: the juice is loose all over that pick, but anyways. All right, Uh Seth. Why don't you go ahead and take this over? <laughs> Rod Woodson is the other one. Got it. Rod Woodson is number two. Okay. Number two. So one
2: is Ed, two is Rod, three was Darren. Yes. And then five was a oh, four was prime. So we gotta get five.
0: I have I have a name to throw out. I have a name. So you throw you might up. have a couple old timey names. I'll just let you Let's know. Let's
2: throw his name out.
1: Let's throw his name. Up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Only because I believe he lead, he is the NFL record holder for interceptions, Dick Night Train Lane. He's got the season, but not all time. If I he remember right, he doesn't have all time. I think he's I'm pretty among, sure
1: he's got season. So here, here's what I know: is he's among all time. I'll actually tell you. I think he's probably
2: around ten all time, he but he's got number is
1: one for year. Fourth all fourth, time. Okay. Yeah. Was it fourteen in the year? Uh, yes, the record is 14 in a year by Dick Nitrain Lane. Night Train Lane so broke it, of course. In in the all-time, he is number six for oh, Damn. That's
2: error. wild considering they could clothesline you and literally tear your face off back then.
1: Yep. <laughs> absolutely. I feel like Great if call. I picked
2: it up, I'd just run straight out of bounds. Um
1: you're thinking the right era
2: though. Oh, and give uh, give that hint you were gonna give.
1: Um, yes. So definitely thank the old timers. I will tell you, and it might make you second guess, but I would still like to hear your names. He played from 1948 to 1961. And I'll give more hints to every guess. Seth, I get the feeling that this is a two-way player.
0: I mean, everybody back then was pretty much, as far as I know. No,
2: but I... I think this is a two-way player that also played quarterback. I think it's a white boy. God damn. The name is just not coming to me right now. Oh, and did he play for the Washington formerly known as Redskins?
1: He did not.
2: Okay. Seth, go ahead and shoot another name because I'm I'm blank and I had a specific person coming to mind and that's not a –
0: I mean you started talking quarterbacks. Yeah. Um quick hint.
1: Uh Seth, I was gonna say you might actually know. Because you were alive then. Yeah, they bingo. <laughs> uh no, you should you might have you might have some knowledge of this player. Because you watched them live. But then I was looking into <laughs> it and then I was like, Jeremy, you might also have some random knowledge of this player so just want to you know
0: i'm gonna say after uh, just any old timer name you can think of i mean i got a few but i know they're not right William i'm trying to think well of old time packers i'm trying to think of old time packers who maybe be on this list I think you should get one. It's not going to be the right one, but there should be one popping into mind right now. Yeah, but to nineteen, I mean, nineteen forty. That Don see, that's Hudson what I was probably back then.
1: I didn't want to give the timeline really per se because I didn't want you to just. I didn't want to dissuade you from potential picks. I'd rather just hear them so just a race pretend i, I, I had that.
0: don hudson was the, the, one of the first names that popped in my mind i know it's not him but don hudson was one
1: okay did you want to give a real guess or did you want me to sit with that one <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: i that don't, was a real did he, guess
1: did he play much two-way
0: i i'm sure he did I, he, was, he, know, he, no he played every position known to man he that's was kicker, true. he was passer, he was punter, he was receiver. I'm sure he played defense.
1: I was just making fun, but it's definitely not Don Hudson.
0: I didn't uh, think so, but that's that's 40s because he was after Earl, he was after Curly.
1: I was gonna say there were there's a chance they may have been teammates at one point in time, but I think they just didn't quite cross paths. It might have been
0: who Don and Curly or this one guy, this one guy with Don or Curly, which one? Eh, one of them. Maybe both of them. I don't know. Jim Thorpe? Negative. Negative. He played back then. Um I don't know, Jeremy. It's up to you. <laughs> Jeremy, next- born and
1: raised in the Philadelphia area.
0: Come on, man. Come on. Nick. Born in nineteen
2: ninety
0: three, okay. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Oh, and my
2: next guess, if you wouldn't have given years, was gonna be Charles Woodson. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I, I think, thought I said I thought yeah, I said I said, Charles, I said Woodson. Charles Woodson.
2: Oh, okay. So then I would have went with the next Woodson, whatever.
0: Darren. We, we, oh, Darren, yeah. <laughs> forgot about Darren. No. Yeah, I was gonna say Darren. Uh, I forgot about Darren. Darren. You, you you want to throw a team out there? How many teams did this guy play for? He played for two teams? Throw one.
1: Um, probably the Browns.
0: Uh, yeah, probably No, nope.
1: No, actually, nope. he played for the New York football Giants. Sammy Baugh? They were the Giants back then? Sammy Slingin' Baugh? It's definitely not Sammy Slingin' Baugh. What do you got, Jeremy? <laughs> I said they were actually the Giants back then. They were actually the Giants
0: back then. That's played awesome. there that from nineteen
1: forty-eight to nineteen fifty-eight.
0: This guy, and then who did he play for after that? The Packers. He played for the Green Bay
1: Football Packers from nineteen
0: fifty-nine to nineteen sixty-one. Oh, I wouldn't got that. Well, what do you know?
2: He should give up fucking with us. We're never gonna get it. <laughs> you looked it up. Yeah, no. we're, we're
1: never gonna pull this. Seth, oh. Seth, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna try here. Let me I wanna get in. After the one nineteen fifty-eight one season, the New York Giants offensive coordinator Vince Lombardi left New York to become head coach for the Green Bay Packers.
0: That he did. History was written that day.
1: And one of his first major personnel moves he purchased this player from the Giants, which is a weird terminology that they use. Yeah, the way you event. just said
2: that, my man. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I know. I'm aware.
2: At the ripe old age of 34, he did this. The player was.
0: Uh, for a two-year year period, have- that's it. 59 to 61, that's it. That's a and- short time span in Green Bay. Technically three,
1: but he had five picks in that time span. The first African-American to play for the New York Giants and also the first to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: You know, now that I read the name, but I would have never pulled it. Seth, I want you to think of the oldest first name you can think of. Just think of a really old first name. Because nobody names their kid this anymore.
1: I don't know if we're going to get it out of them. I don't know if we're gonna no. get out of them. And I and I said it. I I said out front. I was like, you know, if you guys get the top four really quick, I'll be happy. And we did. did and we did. You got you got you know the top four out of five guesses, so that's good. Coming, All right. from what's the name? Toledo,
2: what's the name?
0: Iowa. Do I know you're who gonna, it is? You're gonna give up on me like that, huh? Are you kidding me? i spent the last ten minutes trying to guess this. Number man. ten,
1: Seth listen, Seth. listen to Bobby Boyd. Okay, his first
2: year, seven picks. 116 return yards, a touchdown. His second year, 10 picks, 251, two touchdowns. Third year, seven picks, 161, no touchdowns. Fourth year, nine picks, 74. He didn't have under six picks until 57. He went 7, 10, 7, 9, 7, 6, 8, 7, 6, 6. That's unfucking real <laughs> he,
1: is, he is at number five. He is the oldest player to appear on the list. Until you get to number 49. Wow. Wow. Seth, here we go. Number 10, Bobby Boyd. Number 9, Herb Adderley, which is the name I was hoping you'd pull. Number 8, Lem Barney. Number 7, Paul Krause, the career interceptions leader. That's what it is. Number 6, Night Train Lane. We know the top 4. Number 5 is Emlyn the Gremlin Tunnel. Oh, I know the name. you heard the name. Yep, I've heard, heard the name. name. Bingo. Yep. And that's the thing, and I have heard too, and I had no knowledge of him being on the Packers, I don't believe. I
0: Nothing. would never have pulled Emlyn as a Seth, first you name, because I've never heard you, of it other than this.
2: You don't remember his five interceptions on the Packers set? Didn't you watch that?
0: Yeah, actually. I have it videotaped on my VHS. 16. Don't tell the NFL. <laughs>
1: Well done, boys and girls.
2: Oh, and I want to interrupt real fast. I had to pull up the touchdown leaders. That's where my head went. Because it mm-hmm. goes Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson, Darren Sharper, Aqib Talib, and uh, Aeneas Williams. That's where my head went is that list.
1: Um, Which is I a, was good, thinking, well, a great spot to go because if you're getting that many yards, you must be getting pick sixes out of them. That's where the bulk of them are from. And you would think that, but Aqib uh, Tlaib,
2: and He's got a long one, but he's only got 752. don't oh, know. I'm mixing him up with uh longtime charger, shoot, turn jet.
0: All right, it's about time we wrap this. Let's wrap it up. up. We got work. we got other business to take care of. Good work, you Good do work, boys so and girls. You do. All right, no pod later this week. It is NFL honors and the pro bowl this weekend. Real quick, who's winning it? Pro Bowl? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> all right. Jeremy takes the NFC on AFC? Perfect. Done deal.
1: No. Uh, Jalen and Darius. I Jaylen was going to say AFC, but Kenny Clark is now on the NFC Bowl, uh, Bowl team. So I'm
0: NFC. I'll too. All, all right. right. Deal. That's the juice right there. We're juicing the NFC. Whoever well wins the Pro Bowl loses the super bowl all right let's go out and see that's the hope all right next week super bowl all week can't wait until then enjoy the rest of the week and the weekend and adios. adios adios adios